We're back with a fresh and new episode of the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. When you're here with us, it's important that you know that you can always expect content that lifts up the name of Jesus and the cross. These will be told through messages and conversations that are powerful, dynamic, and encouraging. A new resource that we want you to know about is our 24-7 helpline. No matter where you find yourself, if you just need someone to talk to, to pray with you, and to believe God for you in whatever that difficult season of life looks like, we want you to know that we're here for you. And if you know someone who maybe needs help because of addiction, you can give them the same number and we can help them begin their new life. That number is 888-520-0620. Once again, that's 888-520-0620. This is going to be our final episode in the Spiritual Emphasis 2021 series. Today, we've got our Executive Director, Pastor Ron Brown. He brought an amazing message to close out Spiritual Emphasis 2021. Listen in and be blessed today. David said he loved the house of the Lord and he'd rather be there than in the tents of wickedness. So even though it might be a little warm in here, I'd rather be here than to be in the tents of wickedness tonight. Amen. Glory to God. I can always get cooled off a little bit later. Amen. But it might take you years to get out of that tent of wickedness. Lord have mercy. So you're in the right place. Amen. Turn to somebody and say, it's a little warm in here, but you're in the right place. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Alex, I really appreciate your message so very much. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise for the servant of the Lord. Amen. And the dreams are extremely important because dreams feed your faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. If you don't have no dream, you don't have no faith, you can't please God. Hallelujah. Because your dreams feed your faith. If you don't have no dream and no vision about your purpose or who you are as a child of God, you will not have faith activated in you so that you can please him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many of you have a dream? I want every person here that is 26 years old or younger to stand up. Amen. There's, there's quite a few of you. Amen. That's how old David Wilkerson was when he went to New York City. Look at yourselves. You're the age that David Wilkerson was when he got a vision from God, a dream from God, to go to New York City to help those boys. And he moved out under the unction of the Holy Spirit, and we are here in 2021. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. I just wanted you to get a representation of how God used a young man to do something extraordinary that we are still talking about and still trying to figure out. <laughs> ah. 
So you don't have to wait until all your hair is gone and gray like me. Amen. You can get a vision and a dream now and get busy for the Lord. Amen. And so I'm believing that God is going to drop some God-sized visions in the hearts of our young alumni. And you're going to be those ones who will shake the kingdoms of darkness. And God is going to do great exploits through your lives. Hallelujah. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13, I'm going to read a passage and then we'll be done here in just a moment. And then we're going to have you anoint yourselves with oil. And believe God to seal this time that we have had together into our lives forever. Can somebody say amen? It says, then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. And Samuel arose and went to Ramah. Who did Samuel put the oil on? Hello? He was talking about David. Amen. Are, are we asleep? Are we still? Amen. Hallelujah. He went there because he was obeying God. Someone say obeying God. See, Samuel, the prophet of the Lord, remember he was Hannah's boy, dropped off at the temple when he was just a few days old and oh, just a young boy, and he grew up in the temple, and the spirit of religion tried to stop his destiny because Eli did not even recognize when God was calling Samuel to be a prophet. As a matter of fact, he told him to go back to sleep. <laughs> God wants to awaken your dream. Hallelujah. He doesn't want you to go back to sleep, but he wants to awaken your dream. After the third time that Samuel woke up hearing the voice of God calling him, finally Eli called on, oh, that must be God. He said, next time you go back, tell him, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. But see, the spirit of religion is always slow and if we put ourselves in a yoke of bondage to the spirit of religion, it'll always lull you back to sleep and tell you just imagining things. God was calling him, and his religious leader was telling him to go back to sleep. Eli was really not a father. Alex was talking about his spiritual fathers here at Teen Challenge. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15, we have a lot of teachers, but we have very few fathers. Because everybody want to be heard. Everybody want to show what they're able to do. Hallelujah. How they can string together a phrase and get their teach on or get their preach on. But not many people want to be in the background being a spiritual father saying, go, ha <laughs> go follow God and I'll be here on my knees praying for you. Go and do what God has put in your heart and I'm gonna support you financially. Go and do what God has put in your heart and I'm gonna use my network of connection to open doors for you. I don't need to be known, I'm just gonna be in the background. I want to see you soar. I wanna see you fulfill the dream that God has placed in your heart. We don't have many fathers. But we got everybody that's teaching and want to get their teaching out on the internet and in the book and everywhere. 
Oh, we got lots of teachers, not many fathers. Hallelujah. Not many fathers. David Wilkerson was a father. Oh, glory. He was a father. He did many things that we will probably never know about because he didn't blow a trumpet before himself. He did them in secret. Just whatever the Lord put on his heart because he was a man of prayer. I'll never forget when he came to Orange County Teen Challenge when I was director there. and He said, walk me around your campus and tell me what you see. And so I was walking around and I said, well, you know, Brother Wilkerson, if we can buy that house over there, we can have an adolescent program and we're looking at putting some outreach here for to expand our learning center. And I was trying to explain to him what we were doing and we got around to the back and he sat down on, it was an old stump of a tree and he sat down on the stump of the tree and he said, looked at me, he said, I can see that too. He said, I'm going to go and pray and you'll hear from me. I, I want to help you. And he sent the first check that was to see to help us buy that property. I was telling somebody about that recently. They said, do you know how many times he did that? <laughs> he did that all over the world. We don't have a lot of fathers, a lot of teachers. Now what about the Spirit of God coming mightily upon David from that day forward. Now, we all know that David started out great, killing the lion and the bear and Goliath. And in the middle of his life, you know, he, there was a whole lot of trouble after he became king. Somebody say amen. He made a lot of mistakes. Even at the very end of his life, when he was giving advice to Solomon on his deathbed, he was basically telling Solomon who to take out just in case so there wouldn't be no problems for his kingship when he came on the throne. David was a man. <laughs> he was a lot like us. Hello? <laughs> he sinned by taking a census when he wasn't supposed to, conspired to murder Uriah. He wouldn't get the Father of the Year award. He certainly wouldn't get the husband of the quarter century award. He had some issues. But what does God mean when it says, the word means when it says the Holy Spirit came mightily upon David from that day forward and never lifted it. It stayed on from that day forward. You mean while he was doing this crazy stuff too? Hallelujah. God says, I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. Let me say that again. He says, I will never leave you, and I will never, ever forsake you. Even in our sin, could it be that the anointing is still present? Because... In the midst of the sin, David was always quick to repent. Where do you think that gift of repentance came from? The Spirit of God was on him so heavy he couldn't rest 
until he said, God, forgive me. I've sinned against you only, and against you only have I done this evil in your sight. Where do you think that came from? The Spirit was mightily upon him. Where can I go to escape his presence? If I take the wings of the morning or if I go down to the depths of the sea, will I not meet him there? My brothers and sisters, I want you to know that God has never left you. Maybe you went after Teen Challenge and you scored some drugs and you did whatever. I want you to know that when the anointing came into your life, God says, I'm going to wrestle with your anxious heart and I will not take my hands off of you because you're mine, says the Lord. You're mine. You say, so can I just go sin and do whatever? No, no, no. God forbid. No. But what I'm saying to you is that we have a very small box of understanding about the grace of God and about the love of our Father. Hallelujah. He was there when we were absolutely out of our mind. Didn't even know who we were. He won't leave you. The anointing came upon David from that day forward mightily. Yes, David chose to disobey, but that did not push the spirit out of his life. It prepared the ground for his repentance. Repentance brought about because the spirit would not let him go. God is faithful even when we are not. That's been the theme of our teen challenge Spiritual emphasis this year is he's always faithful. But you see, the Holy Spirit did accomplish what he intended to accomplish through David's life, through his ups and downs, through his sin, through his ins and outs and ups and downs and all around. He still fulfilled his purpose with David. And God's stamp was always on him. David could not wiggle out from under the, the, the glory and the presence of God. There are times when we feel we don't qualify for God's grace. We don't think that God should care for us in moments of deliberate disobedience. David was human like we are. Our calling and our election is not about us. It's about God. And it's about his choice. I am that I am by the grace of God, the Apostle Paul said. God chose you in him before the foundation of the world. You're his glorious inheritance. Hallelujah. The devil distracts us and blinds us and gets us into sorrow and mourning and grieving and we can't lift our heads up to see that God is still there. And so we spend years in sorrow and agony wasting so much time when God says my spirit is upon you. Repent and turn to me and I will use you. Yes. Glory to God. 
But God, you don't know what I did after I'd memorized scripture and did all this stuff and, 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 and I told my advisor that I was gonna be running for Jesus, running for Jesus the rest of my life and, and I done hit this pothole. I can't face them. Listen, get your eyes off of you and get your eyes on the hope of glory. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus and he loves us with an everlasting love. Hallelujah. There were some things about David's life and character that never changed. He was sensitive to the Spirit. He was submissive. He was repentant. He was humble. He was generous. He was forgiving. He was kind. He was loyal. He was a brilliant psalmist. The Apostle Paul writing in Acts chapter 13 when he was trying to convince the Jewish people that Jesus was the Messiah and he used David in his sermon in verse 22 of Acts 13 in his dissertation in the synagogue. He says, after he had removed him, he raised up David, talking about removing Saul, to be their king concerning whom he also testified and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart who will do all of my will. Hallelujah. The Greek word that, word that uh, Paul used there, when he said uh, after my heart, it means to be toward, to be facing, and according to. In other words, the idea is that David was a God chaser. Hello? David chased after God. What are you chasing after today? David chased after God. He faced God in his disobedience, but he always attempted to align himself back with God. It just seems to me that God doesn't always grade us according to the rigid standards that we think of because we sing a song that says, my sin was great, but his grace was greater. Do you really believe that? There's a, a line in a song that I hear us sing sometime. Do you believe that God's grace is greater than your sin? I think maybe that's one of the reasons Paul was always writing to the churches let God's grace and peace be multiplied to you because he knew there was a whole lot of stuff that need to be dealt with and need to be covered up by God's grace. Because the church is made up of broken people. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. Especially y'all in Corinth. Oh, glory. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. Oh, Roman church, y'all got some issues too. Church in Galatia, grace and peace be my, oh, Ephesus, grace and peace be multiplied to you. Because if you don't have God's grace, you're not going to make it. The devil will talk you out of your dream and leave you on the ash heap of your brokenness, trying to find a remedy for your own brokenness. Grace and peace. Be multiplied to you, Teen Challenge alumni. Grace and peace be multiplied to you 
in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. His anointing came upon David from that day forward. God doesn't kick us out of the family. Aren't you glad about that? <laughs> well, we got one person that's excited about that. God bless you. I'm with you. Amen. Hallelujah. God does not kick us out of the family. Amen. He doesn't hide his purse in the closet and put a lock on it. Amen. He keeps the storehouse of his treasure open to us all the time. And he says, come and dine. Come and eat. I prepare a table for you. Come, let's talk about it. Come, let us reason together. Hallelujah, says the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, I will make them white as snow. Come, let us reason together. Our reasoning to get together with God is not making excuses, but our reasoning with God is to confess our sin because he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Has anybody been reasoning together with the Lord? Come, let us reason together, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that he's full of grace and mercy and truth? Keep doing reasoning with God, hallelujah. If you find yourself in a difficult place, if you find yourself struggling, say, Lord, I need to come reason with you, hallelujah, hallelujah, because I need some grace, I need some mercy, I need some forgiveness, I need some strength, I need some glory, I need the anointing to be refreshed, I need a refreshing, a refreshing, I need the wind of God to blow once again, hallelujah, I need the embers of my faith to be put on fire again, Lord I need you Jesus anybody been reasoning with the Lord have you been reasoning with the Lord <laughs> hallelujah come let us reason together though your sins be as scarlet I will make them as white as snow as we close tonight there's some cups on your table that has some oil in it. I want you to anoint yourself. Just take a little bit on your finger. Just make a sign of a cross on your forehead. Hallelujah. And we're going to pray a prayer of dedication. Just put some oil on your head. Amen. Hallelujah. If, there, if you don't find one of those uh, styrofoam cups on your table, raise your hand and we'll make sure we get one to you. Find the oil. And anoint your head with oil. He anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. We're going to be dwelling in the presence of the Lord forever. Can someone say amen? Hallelujah. So as you anoint yourself with the oil, we'll wait till everyone has done it and and the activities kind of settle a little bit and then we're going to pray a prayer over your life and we will be released. Thank you for coming and being a part of this time together even though it was very warm. We'll try to get a better time of the year next time <laughs> when it's not quite so hot but I'm so glad that you braved the heat and came. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Has everyone been anointed? If you have, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Now I want you to just lift your hands to the Lord right there at your seat. Father, thank you. Let a fresh anointing come upon every life tonight. And just as Samuel, when he poured that oil upon David, and the Spirit of God came upon him mightily from that day forward, Lord, I thank you from this day forward, the devil will never be able to cheat, rob, or steal the blessing out of my brothers and sisters' lives because they know that they belong to God. Their identity is secure in Christ. And Father, I thank you that if they, if they commit sin, that they're going to come reason with you quickly. And that same anointing that led David to repent will cause them to repent, get up and keep dreaming and keep moving toward their destiny. Holy Spirit, come upon us now mightily, mightily, mightily in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that there's healing for sick bodies right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that the torment in the mind is ceases it stops tonight in the name of Jesus you're not going to have those horrible dreams anymore you're going to dream things of peace hallelujah because God's plans are peaceful and not of evil they'll give you a future and a hope and you're going to dream about your future in a hopeful way in the name of Jesus God I thank you that you're strengthening marriages right now I thank you that they, they will walk together in agreement you say how can two walk together unless there's a agreement. Lord, there's a spirit of agreement coming between husbands and wives in a greater magnified dimension in the name of Jesus so that there will be harmony and unity in the home. Father, we thank you for saving lost children and relatives that are attached to these alumni. God, they're coming in and they're going to bow their knee and they're going to confess their sin and they're going to come to know Jesus as their Lord. And Father, I thank you. Those who feel that they've been sidelined from the ministry, they're going to step up and step into the call once more. Lord, not looking at themselves, but looking to Jesus, who's the author and the perfecter of their faith. Lord, I thank you. Resurrect the dream. Resurrect the vision. Resurrect the, the passion, the joy, the hope, and the strength. Hallelujah. To give birth to all that you have called and anointed them to do. Say with me, say, Lord, I receive. Come on, say, Lord, I receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And now I can function fully in my identity as your child. Adopted. Hallelujah. Beloved. <laughs> Accepted. <laughs> wanted. <laughs> and desired Lord I give my life to you and I give it away for the sake of your kingdom in Jesus name amen come on give the Lord a shout of victory give the Lord a shout of victory hallelujah 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 once again thank you for choosing our podcast today we hope that you're comforted, encouraged, and strengthened in the Lord today because of it. Don't forget to subscribe, though. It's easy. Just go to wherever you're listening right now and click subscribe. God bless you today.